2019 became a year where we saw something from Ford. We saw a rise in interest in mid-sized trucks once again with the delivery of the Ford Ranger back to the North American marketplace. Unfortunately, like our European counterparts, we did not receive the Ford Ranger Raptor. But we had our Ranger back again. This was great. Great news for a lot of people. A lot of North American people looking at mid-sized trucks. We now had something else to look forward to. And we didn't just have to go out and buy an F-150 base to get the smallest truck. We can now get our Ranger again. Unfortunately, this time, there is no tie-up with Mazda. And this is all Ford tough. AutoWorks.net Autopod. Streaming day or night. Coming right at you. Right here. Right now. Welcome back to the All Looks Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. himself, coming to you from Autolux.net, our main host website, and Podbeam.com, our main podcast host website. Big or small, we have them all corporate link websites from around the world on Autolux.net. Now, today we're going to be taking a look back at a truck that's been around for a long time. Its history dates back all the way to 1972. The original name on its product dates back even further. Yeah, the year was 1972. And Ford? Ford was jumping into bed with Mazda. They were jumping into bed with them over a deal to make a little truck to rival the new entries from Toyota, at the time Datsun, now Nissan, and even Mazda. They wanted to get into the compact truck market for North America. They had their regular full-size pickup truck, the F-150, and they even had the Ranchero. But they needed something small, something to go after the gas-conscious mind. And in in 1972, Ford brought the Courier Mini Truck to select markets around the world, utilizing a Mazda platform. Now, this name was once used even in North America during the 1950s on the Courier Panel Van. And the name was utilized all the way up until the 2010s in Middle Eastern and South American marketplaces as the Courier as well. It was originally built off the B-Series platform and it was imported into North America. And due to a rise in the size of the Falcon-based Ranchero to the Fairlane platform, Ford needed a new entry-level pickup truck. Ford, a company that always kind of sees things before it happens, where they sold off divisions to keep themselves from going under during the 2008 crisis, Ford was ahead of the game once again, getting into the small truck ring before the gas crisis. And built in collaboration with Mazda, it helped them save money. For a little truck, it had an impressive 1,400 pound payload capacity. Now, for its markets, the Courier was restyled with a Ford front grille with larger headlamps similar to that of the F-Series pickup trucks of the time. This helped to differentiate this product between the Mazda. But the Mazda product was only available in North America for the first two generations. It lived on for four generations, but only two in North America. The Courier nameplate was used again in Europe for the Fiesta-based compact pickup truck during the 90s and early 2000s. Like we said, the name disappeared. But eventually, in North America, our chicken tax appeared. Now, to avoid this 25% chicken tax on trucks for both Mazda and Ford trucks, were imported as cab chassis trucks to try and go around it, being sold as commercial vehicles. Kind of like how Ford got caught a couple years ago bringing in commercial vans from Turkey. They had seats in them. They took them out to get around the commercial chicken tax. In 1976, Project Yuma commenced by Ford to replace the Courier with a domestically produced compact pickup truck. This was to avoid the chicken tax and to keep them from getting nailed when they got found out that these chassis trucks were being used as regular pickup trucks. Now, 
Choosing a name for Project Yuma was already there. The Ranger has existed on the F-150s. In 78, they both had the F-150 Ranger and the Ford Bronco Ranger models. Ranger was a well-known name, but that is something that Ford had considered. And the new truck had to be made to meet new stricter CAF standards of 1985. And being that 50% of trucks sold in the U.S. had to have four-cylinder engines, this would be a great start to meet fuel consumption records of the 80s after the gas prices. This truck also had to be flexible for both personal and business use, suit a six-foot-tall driver, and have ample interior room to be capable of carrying four-foot-wide sheet of plywood. And in 1979, Project Yuma was almost scrapped due to the fuel crisis. But Ford soon found out that General Motors was working on their own domestic compact pickup truck and they knew that they needed this truck to hit the market before General Motors. And in 1981, they marked the end of the Ranger name on the F-Series and Bronco as Project Yuma became the Ford Ranger. This moved the Ranger name off the F-Series and Bronco which was replaced by the XLS name and the Ranger being moved on to its own product line. It was originally built to be sold off of a body on frame chassis, dissimilar to what the Maverick is now on unibody. The new Ford Ranger is still built on a body on frame system because it has to be a truck and it has to be able to withstand payload capacities and towing capacities that people will demand of it. But also unlike its courier before it, the new Ranger had to be four wheel drive as well. So it needed to have good payload, it needed to be body on frame, and it needed to be four wheel drive. All things which came out on the original 1983 Ford Ranger with the first Ford Ranger rolling off the Louisville assembly plant in January 1982. Now the original plan was to have it out in late 1982 early 1983 but to beat Chevrolet and GM to the market they pushed the project further past this point to make sure that it beat out the S10 to the market which it did. Ford now had essentially a new compact pickup truck. For 1984 the Bronco 2 was released utilizing the Ranger platform in bringing down the cost of both the Ford and Mazda products being built on the same platform. And like the Bronco 2, its replacement, the first generation Ford Explorer, was also built off the Ranger's platform. So the Ranger did have a highly used platform. Initially released with both 6-foot and extended 7-foot beds, the Ranger soon added for 1986 the Super Cab Extended Cab Pickup to gain more sales from families. They wanted everyone to get into their vehicles. 1986 also saw the introduction of the sport model, the Ranger GT. And by 1989, they saw the first mid-cycle refresh, which added composite headlights and a brand new grille, bringing the 1989 Ford Ranger into the new age. Dumping its original box headlights, the Ranger was now a truck of the future. By 1993, we saw the introduction of the second generation Ranger. The first sidestep box was added to the Ranger as the Splash model in 1993, being one of the first series editions and sport editions of the Ranger. In 1994, Ford and Mazda began working on a brand new B-series model, making for more utilization of the Ranger platform. Now, the Ranger, the Explorer, and the B-series by this time are all being built off the same platform. This now flipped the original agreement that Ford had with Mazda, where the original Courier was built by Mazda for Ford. Now, the new Ford was building a Mazda. 
But in other markets, you can find the Ford Courier still being built off a Mazda B-Series platform and looking just like the Mazda B-Series trucks. In 1998, we saw the introduction of the third and final generation of the Ranger. And by 1999, we saw the introduction of rear hinge cab doors, which was the first for the midsize market. Dodge doing it on their Ram pickups. Two years previous, Ford was now stepping into rear hinge doors on their pickup truck. The style seems similar to the previous generation's truck. Still that bubbly looking bug-eyed thing that, you know, is more for city-going people than farmers. But underneath, third generation was a whole new truck. During 98, Ford of Argentina introduced the very first crew cab variant of the Ranger platform ever. This would soon change with the introduction of the Explorer Sport Track. Now remember, by this time, the Explorer is still running with the Ranger on paintings. The Ford Ranger EV soon became the first electric vehicle ever produced by Ford, but it was never a commercial success. This vehicle was released in 1999, and like most electric vehicles of this time, it was purchased through a lease. Unlike GM and their EV1, you were able to purchase the Ford Ranger EV outright at the end of your lease, with a few still remaining in private hands to this day. But by 2006, sales were dropping drastically as the mid-sized pickup truck market was shrinking with companies like Toyota and Nissan holding on to their market share in the introduction of the first generation Honda Ridgeline unibody pickup truck the midsize market was dying Ford made the call by 2010 to end production of the Ranger and by December 2011 the last Ranger a Ranger Sport Super Cab 4x4 was produced the third generation did not give us a Ranger Edge Sport truck Ranger FX4 off-road package and the Tremor appearance package so the third generation really did jump into more product ranges. It tried to go after a lot more. But unfortunately, at the end, it couldn't make it. A rise in fuel prices in the 2008 recession soon gave us a need for smaller engines. And the rise in sales of the existing mid-sized trucks that Tacoma and Frontier for considered bringing back the Ranger. The Ranger never left this world as the whole new design was developed for international markets in 1998. Gotta remember, it was pulled from our markets in North America by 2010. We saw the end of it in our markets. And with the 2008 recession happening just before that, Ford realized that smaller engines were needed. The new EcoSport engines from Ford and the F 150, better fuel mileage was coming out of full size trucks. So they didn't have a need to get back into the mid size marketplace. But with companies, like we said, with Toyota and Nissan starting to gain traction in the mid size world, General Motors saw it and they thought to themselves they needed to get into it. Ford started considering by 2015 of entering the North American marketplace yet again. But they held back. The Ranger still existed, as we said, from 1998. A brand new design was developed for international markets. This model was similar to the Courier and even used its name as it too was badged. Essentially a rebadged Mazda B-Series. 2002 saw a refresh of this entire design with a new model for European and South American markets arriving in 2006. As both the 98 and 2006 models were built for the international markets, they did not have chassis options available stateside. The one that left us in 2010 in the North American marketplace was built in North America. The chassis that you had seen for 98 and 2006 designs were European built and South American built. Those products were new. These products could be had with crew variants, chassis layout, and even deck beds. 2011 saw the introduction of the third generation of the international range would soon give the North American market something to drool over. The 2011 Ford Ranger. 
it was the new vehicle. We saw it. We wanted it. But North America wasn't getting it. Because the interest in mid-sized markets were greater elsewhere in the world than in North America. In North America, by 2011, full-size trucks were big money. Gotta remember, this is the days of the Hummer H2. The end of the days for the Hummer H2, but still, nonetheless, people were still into big markets. With interest back in the mid-sized market, Ford soon realized that the third generation from the International Ranger to build their new American Ranger. And with the mid-cycle refresh in 2018, the new global Ford Ranger was here to stay. And by 2019, North America had their Ranger back. But we didn't get the Ranger Raptor. Still waiting on him. This was built off the brand new Ranger T6 platform developed by Ford of Australia. Funny, considering the fact that by the time this product was released in 2019, Ford of Australia did not exist. One of the last products that Ford of Australia built for the global market was a vehicle that they would never build in their home market, as Ford would soon leave the Australian marketplace, leaving the Falcon and Ute to their own deathbeds. Mid-cycle refresh made it possible for the Ranger to be reworked for a global audience. The new model gave way for a smaller Raptor for the European market only, but not us. This was due to the timeline of delivery and compliance with the North American market safety regulations. That's why we didn't get the Raptor. It does not meet our regulations. It was developed off of the global platform and not the North American platform. There is a difference between the two of them. We have a little more stringent safety features, especially even in Canada. We need better safety features for snow and even ice. As the T6 was first developed for the international markets, updated and platform for power would make it harder to meet end cap testing. The second generation Ranger Raptor will arrive when the next generation Raptor is here. And the next generation Raptor is being built in collaboration with Volkswagen for their new global Amarok, which unfortunately will not be coming stateside because Ford doesn't want competition for Volkswagen here. Like we said before, Volkswagen needs a pickup truck to become sustainable in the North American marketplace. But unfortunately, Ford isn't going to let them have the Ranger as their backbone to the Amarok pickup in North America. If they want to defeat the chicken tax, they got to build it here. So we are more likely to see a Volkswagen Atlas pickup truck than the Amarok which kind of sucks because the Amarok will also have a Ranger Raptor. Ford and Mazda parted ways as the last beer series rolled off the North American lineup in December 2009. Since Ford sold off their shares in Mazda, their partnership has dissolved and there is no possibility of a new B series for the North American marketplace. No major sport model was ever produced for the Ranger except Explorer Sport Track. They did have the Adrenaline model, which came too late to save both the Ranger and the Sport Track. The Splash was as close as we ever got. A new Tremor, FX4, and Off-Road package are now helping the brand new Ranger gain some ground in the aftermarket world. But will the Ranger hold out, or will the F-Series win the day again? Can the Explorer return on a Ranger platform as well? Well, as we are seeing, it can. But the new Explorer built off the Ranger platform is the brand new Bronco, which is the answer to the body-on-frame SUV that Ford desperately requires. So don't expect to ever see the Explorer go back to a body-on-frame stance as the Bronco is now the sibling to the Ranger. And for the future, we believe that the Ford Ranger will sustain its place in the market share for at least the next 15 years. Whereas products like the Maverick are moving in, Ford now sits in every major truck market in the North American marketplace. You can now go from a Maverick to a Ranger to an F-150, F-250 to the 
the top of the line F-350, maxing out over six figures and starting at just over 18. Ford has the truck market surrounded. And unlike competition from General Motors and Ram, Ford has products in each one of the truck segments. The Ranger was required. Mid-sized trucks may seem odd in North America because we have full-size trucks. Why would you take a step down to mid-sized trucks? But mid-sized trucks still do have slightly better gas mileage and they are slightly cheaper than their full-size counterparts, making it possible for people just getting out of high school or college to afford them as opposed to having to wait to get their F-150. Now with the arrival of the Maverick, Ford can really go after every part of the truck market. So in the end, the Ranger, we are glad to have it back and maybe soon enough, the Ranger will have an electric version. They will have, hopefully, a Ranger Lightning. Whereas the Ranger was the first plug-in electric electric truck on the market, the F-150 is going to be there next. Let's just hope that they turn the Ford Ranger, the new one, into something fun. And we finally get the Ranger Raptor. It would be nice if they brought back the sidestep splash model, or even make the new Ranger Raptor for the North American marketplace as a sidestep. But we're not holding our breath on this. So for myself, Everett J, and the whole Autolux.net website, I'd like to thank you for sitting down and listening to this podcast. And if you found it informative and you did like it, please like, share, or comment on many different social feeds, and tell your friends, family, and co-workers about our podcast and our website website and help us grow to bring you more and if you're looking for more information about this podcast and pictures inclusive of all the products that we've talked about on this podcast please head over to autoworks.net website and click on the podcast link at the top of the page it will bring you to our list and search for the ford ranger podcast you will find pictures of everything on top of that you'll also find ratings from all cars from around the world links to corporate websites and books for your children from the whole autolux.net website and team we'd like to ask you to strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride that ford is going to take us on